Hello everyone, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Okay, this is episode 44, and we are back again to give you some more updates and also some more empowering uh, approaches to our this collective birth into this newer uh, frequency. And this new, we are in a, in a new, an era, a portal, you know, moving through this portal. And it's, um, it, it does look very scary on one level, on a very, you know, obvious level. But there are other levels and dimensions. And as we have been speaking with our wonderful guests in the last few weeks, we had Dr. Irma Sanbanai and Shatabha Navari, the yoga master. So um, as as you know, we've been offering various stories and um, tools and things, tools for the toolkit. So if you haven't listened to those previous few episodes, definitely, um, or listen to them again. And uh, we've got some great resources for you to to uh, pick up and to use and implement. Uh, I know using them has made an enormous difference in in my life. And so I want to share them with you. And if there's ever, ever a time, it's now, right, to be using our, our spiritual toolkit. Um, so I suppose if if we were on a white whitewater rafting trip going through the Grand Canyon, I would say right now we'd be in a Class 6 rapids. Right? Class 6 is the, the highest level of... Uh, of rapids, of danger, and also of, you know, intensity. Um, it's, you know, the kind that you see in the movies and videos when you see people going through those wild, outrageous, chaotic rapids splashing everywhere and moving and the, the boat kind of tumbles and all. And, and we can certainly take some clues from that. Um, at this time, we have to maintain our diligence and our persistence, just like if we were going through a rapids um, I've never personally taken one of those whitewater rapids rides, but I, I do know that um, people who have have told me that um, when when the um, their instructions are when you get into those intense places, everybody has to keep paddling. So um, that's probably why I never took one because I'm like, oh my god, I'd be just panicking, I'm sure. But no, you have to get over the panic and you have to be present and do your work. So that's kind of like what this is, this, these transits with Mars and Saturn and Jupiter and Pluto this month have been telling us is we have work to do. We must move ahead. Uh, we cannot get caught up in all the chaos like splashing water around us. And, and as much as you can get so carried away, you know, reading the news stories and listening to the uh, broadcasts and reading those headlines. And we have to keep our focus. And there is a reward when we keep our focus. Um, this it, We will move through this. This is not going to be forever. But it is a very critical time in terms of the evolution of our consciousness on this planet. So this, uh, in, a, in just a, a moment, I'm going to get more into that of, of some insights and uh, things that, that I've discovered this week about myself and that I'd like to share with you <clears throat> So before I do, I will be the astrological weather girl. Okay, so <laughs> this we this week has been very harsh with Mars um, 
you know, doing its thing with, with Jupiter and Pluto. So Jupiter being the planet of expansion, like turning up the volume. So it's not always a lucky planet, you know, that a lot of people think, oh, Jupiter is like luck and expansion and opportunity. And it's like, yeah, it is. But it can also be opportunity to like turn up the volume on a pandemic, <laughs> which it has, obviously. So um, that's Jupiter. Saturn is the planet of, you know, karma, dharma, responsibility, um, integrity, doing the right thing, the status quo, um, the foundations of society, our government, you know, those are all Saturn's signatures. So uh, Mars coming up against uh, Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn Pluto being the planet of death and rebirth and transformation and regeneration. And yes, it rules, you know, pandemics and, and toxins and things like that, viruses. Uh, so um, we can see where all of this is, is unfolding. But there's another, that's a surface level. But what we, we want to always do is to move beyond into a deeper, more transcendental view of all this, because that's where the juice is. Not to get caught up in the rapids and splat being splashed and soaked, but by staying very firm and resolute and doing the work. Like you can't not paddle when you're in a rapids when everybody's counting on you. You know, you, you work as a community, all those however many people are in those giant rafts, right? Everybody's got to make it happen to move through. And it's certainly true of our situation right now. Um, so anyway, um, on, in a couple of days, Mars is going to enter the sign of Aquarius. So Aquarius is the sign of the, that is definitely about um, a society that, you know, the high road of Aquarius is, is a transformed society. One that is genius and, and revolutionary and innovative, um, creating, um, you know, new pathways. So it's going to line up with Saturn, right? A conjunction with Saturn. And they're both tough planets. You know, Mars is like, it doesn't, no fooling around. And neither does Saturn. Saturn's like, bring it. You want to transform society? Bring it. You know, make it happen. Um, establish that as your base. Come together, as the Beatles used to say, right? Come together. This is about helping your neighbor, helping uh, humanitarian-oriented for the betterment of humanity. You know, we've seen this in, our, in all the news headlines about the bailout, you know, getting, getting money to assist people, helping each other out. Um, the, the shadow side, of course, of, of Aquarius could be a very restrictive society and one that is cold and isolated and feeling disconnected. Um, so it, interesting because Aquarius is, and is uh, the modern ruler of, of Aquarius is, is uh, Uranus, which is about technology and the Internet. So yes, the internet has connected us into a world community, but we also feel isolated because we're not hugging each other. You know, we've, we've, we have to do everything behind the, a computer screen. So um, that's our Mars-Saturn conjunction. You know, it's, it's coming up. It's, it's just more intensity. So like I said, keep paddling. Keep swimming. Don't swim. Paddle. <laughs> you know, don't get in that water. Just keep moving forward and paddle. 
Um, so that's on uh, the 31st. Then it will eventually, this um, next week, it will finally make an exact square with Uranus, the ruler of Aquarius, the modern ruler of Aquarius. So that is a very strong signature. It's going to, it's like a face-off, you know, like what's it going to be? And Uranus is in the sign of Taurus. It's almost like Mars is saying, look, let's bring in this advanced, you know, this is it's a, let's bring in this society that on a high road can be enlightening and futuristic and work for everyone and uh the low road of mars and aquarius would be you know government uh you know like having to do it by force and isolating one another and feeling very stuck and rigid and um you know, emotionally distant and uh, not intimate, you know, so those are like the shadow qualities. So those are the things we want to be aware of that we can, you know, move beyond. Um, so when it's squaring, as it, you know, on April 7th, when it's going to square Uranus um, at, in Taurus, it's really pushing us to, and Uranus they call the great liberator. So Uranus in the sign of Taurus is saying, look, let go of your stuck notions about, you know, what you think wealth really is. You know, maybe wealth is really community and it's not about money and bling and things, but it's about the things that money can't buy, you know, a more spiritual value system something that's more innovative and future-oriented. Future oriented. And anyway, those are just some things to think about with, with these upcoming transits. Like I said, it, it, this, this next, you know, 10 days or so is definitely, you know, class six rapids. So hang on and keep doing the work because on the, as we were saying earlier, on the outside, it looks very intense and dire and serious and i'm you know certainly it is i mean we, we this is something that is extremely important this has all been thrust in our collective face the entire planet not one person is unaffected by this this mass change in the guise of a virus and um and yet there are places that we that we are really destined to go to that is going beyond the superficial world. And I, I, I will say um, that I had a dream yesterday morning and it really showed me something. It was not an easy dream. It was actually a very unsettling dream, but it really put me in touch with a deeper place in myself that I had abandoned and I believe that I had this dream at this time because being home and uh, spending so many hours, you know, being at home now and uh, going out to the store only, you know, going out just for necessity, uh, but being at home and um, moving through this time period and reading all these headlines and taking this all in and making sense of it um, in this new, this new normal, so to speak, um, it, what I didn't realize was it, it had started, it, 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 there were things that started to be revealed 
um, about, um, I, I remember the other day I felt depressed and lethargic. I know a lot of people are battling that right now. And um, luckily I remembered that I hadn't drunk enough water. And I didn't mean to get into this, but I will say, let's take a water break or let's have a water commercial here. It's so important to drink a lot of water and especially, and I, re- I remembered how much it affects the consciousness and the psyche. Um, because when I did Bikram yoga, I had been, there was a time in my life when I was doing it like three times a week, the hot yoga, where it's like 9,800 degrees in the room. And you always have to drink a lot of water. And I remembered how different my experience was and my ability to sail through that class when I ha- was adequately hydrated. So I, you know, public service announcement, drink a lot of water. You know, drink a, drink a, a, when you get up in the morning, drink a glass, drink a whole glass, drink two glasses if you can, ideally 16 ounces, just, just guzzle it down. You'll see, you'll function better, you'll sleep better, you won't have as much lethargy, you certainly, it, it, it's one of many factors in depression, you know, when we don't have enough water, we, we just feel yucky all over. So anyway, there's my water commercial. <laughs> okay, now back to our regularly scheduled podcasting. <laughs> um, the, the thing I was saying about this dream I had and this, this um, where I had been feeling, de- I, I felt a little depressed or leth- more lethargic than anything else, but I felt very sensitive the other day and I actually started crying and uh, not for long, but I, I, I just felt all these feelings come up that had, and I guess they were just things that were buried that needed to come up. And so I let them come up. And then yesterday morning, I had this dream. In the dream, a little girl wandered into my room. I was standing in a room somewhere. And she was maybe about four years old. And she took two pills and the kind of pills they were were like really strong it was like you know some like mind altering like a like a hallucinogenic you know something like a DMT or or whatever you know something on the order of maybe like a, an ayahuasca if you can imagine that was in a pill so it was this deep mind altering drug that she took and you know here's a, a little child right that not just one but two so I like totally flipped out. And but before she she took these two pills and and she told me that I never speak to her and that I was not present with her. And she thought they were candy. So naturally I was frantic and I dropped everything and I had to get ready to like I got to take this kid to the hospital. This is serious. So I'm grabbing things and putting things together. And you know how you have those dreams like where there's anxiety? You feel like you can't work fast enough. And it was like that. And I was trying to get dressed. And, it, you know, the dream went on with a lot of detail. But the, the, um, the point that I, I clearly got was, of course, that little girl was me, my inner child. And that, that sweet, innocent, playful you know, aspect of, of myself. And certainly the, for me, the child is the divine child, the, the outrageously creative child. So I was trying to figure out how, what kinds of clothes to take to the hospital that would be good for, believe it or not, the air conditioning 
in the hospital. Like, oh, it's I need to find a thicker shirt than this. So I'm like trying to put on shirts that were like thicker because of air conditioning. It was just crazy. Like all the, the, the pointers that, that, that I got in this dream. And um, there was even a man in the dream that was very kind and and he handed me money, and he and I and I I know he was a very kind man, but I didn't even have time to talk to him. And I and I said, I'm sorry, I just I can't really visit with you now. I I have this situation. I've got to get this this little girl to the hospital. And I remembered, um, you know, my, my, I even asked my mother and siblings, uh, which I my mother is deceased. But in the dream, I had a mother and and my siblings, and I asked them if they could help me for food to prepare so I can get out the door. Well, nothing was ready, and I had to leave, and I just prayed she would survive. So um, it was just really um, certainly disturbing. Um, I'm just reading my from my dream journal here. Uh, it seems like I couldn't move fast enough. I felt like I was working against time. I was out on the sidewalk at it, at it felt like an airport and it was like sunny mid-afternoon day but I had to go and the man was very kind and supportive um, but I remember I, I debated whether I should tell others uh, about this this child who had you know taken this like overdose and I was afraid of telling others because I was afraid they would hate me or judge me and I was lamenting and wailing inside with all this this turmoil, you know, it was really a, a, a very disturbing dream. And then the alarm, well, my alarm went off and I woke up going, oh my God, thank God, that was just a dream. I was like, so, you know how you have those dreams where that are so real and you're just so relieved that it's just a dream. So, um, but I certainly got the message and I feel that this process of, which brings me to the point today about the podcast and these tools, more tools and ways to look at the coronavirus. It's bringing up and will bring up and continue to bring up a lot for all of us. Because I was, as I was saying earlier, we have transits this week and certainly for the next, you know, until uh, April 7th, we have some very intense configurations with Mars and Saturn and Uranus. So it's stern, it's discipline, and it's shaking us up out of our comfort zone. If anything, that Uranus and Taurus is, has been doing the last two years, and will continue to do so for the next several years. It's a slow-moving planet, and it's to shake us out of our the comfort zone and our our security blanket and our rote routine the rote ways of being and uh, the materialism that we have become so accustomed to. And it's really here to liberate us. So Mars, that alone is doing its work. Well, Mars is coming along to make a right angle square in the heavens. It's squaring off against Uranus. So it's it's saying, you know, uh, like, you know, take no prisoners and uh, we have to get this done, this... Um, they are working together. Even the square is about when things happen, when things, it's a divine, it's a spark, you know, like if you have a match on a matchbook cover, the the friction creates light. So this is really uh, working always on our greater behalf. And it means that we get very uncomfortable and we, we have to be willing to go there. 
this is about restriction and uh, yes feeling isolated but there is there are deeper levels like i experienced in my dream there are deep levels of being that be living on the surface of of day-to-day life was not um, and isn't providing us with so i feel there's certainly a lot more for me to explore on my own and in my own process but this dream was a real wake-up call about connecting with this divine inner child um it has come up in a couple of times in the past um I remember most clearly uh, three years ago when we had, two years ago, was it three years? Goodness gracious, two years ago, when we had the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas school shooting in Parkland, Florida. That day was really intense for me. And I remember being uh, very much, um, very uh, thrown by that, you know, energetically. And, um, but what I discovered out of that was that I am really an artist. And I had left that part of myself behind many, many years ago. And when I say artist, I I mean, I've been a writer and all, and I've published a book and, and all that, but I'm talking about like an even purer expression, like a really deep cut. And so I vowed that I would start writing again, but it would be like screenplays or, you know, songs. I even wrote, you know, songs on my YouTube channel and things like that. And so I began that process and then I kind of let it drop in the last two years. Then I got present to it again when I went to the Vipassana meditation in the beginning of the year when I spent 10 days in silence. You know, I devoted a couple of episodes to that and you can go back to the beginning of January and you'll you read, a, you know, hear about my Vipassana experience for those of you who are new to the podcast. By the way, thank you so much um, for all of you new listeners. I see these numbers have been going up really fast and I'm, you know, I'm very grateful to be in service to all of you. But anyway, this Vipassana, Buddhist Vipassana meditation, silence, silent meditation in the beginning of the year, right over the new year, start of the decade in silence. It was really great. Um, and uh, what I got present to in the silence, in the meditation, was that I am an artist. And I'm like, oh, wow, there it is again. And that I, it, it was time for me to really let that fly and uh, open that up. And so what happened when I got back from, it was January 7th when I got back from the Vipassana meditation, well, that's when the coronavirus thing started accelerating. That's when it it transferred from animal to human and the whole thing in Wuhan. And, you know, it it just cascaded from there. So, of course, in all that, getting distracted or, or I don't want to say distracted, but certainly getting caught up and having to be responsible for, you know, like, they said to, you know, get food and get organized and, you know, do all of that and everybody running to the store and, you know, and, and so what happens, right? The, the creative self on a shelf. So this dream was, was really a wake up call, like, hey, you know, you, there's no more time like this, this, this side of you is really like almost on life support. So I, I say this to you to be vulnerable and um, sharing this. I knew when I had this dream, I'm like, I, I've got to share this on the podcast. 
but it was very clear to me, like time's running out and you've got to embrace this part of yourself, you know, that has literally like it's taken pills, like it's, yeah, the the child thought the pills were candy, so it was innocent. And, and yet, you know, it's about going into the, what does that kind of medicine do, plant medicine or IO, whatever, is, is it, 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 you experience the transcendent self. So it was, but it was up, it was sad at me because I hadn't given it time. So it's, it's definitely about delving into that deep transcendent self uh, during this time. So living at home and having to spend so much time at home and, and self-isolate or quarantine, I'm not self-isolated, but I certainly, you know, we're, we're following all the protocols about being careful and limiting, you know, going out if only if we have to and on all that good stuff. But I, I will say that um, I, I happened to come across, oh, you know, after that dream, I happened to come across a, um, a video it's, which really, it was from Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle uh, has come out with a video and he's making a series of videos about the coronavirus um, opportunity, we'll say. And in that dream, in that dream, in that video, he's, he talks about the same things that I experienced in my dream. Basically, that that the the coronavirus experience is an invitation to go deeper and to not live on the surface, um, to not live on the surface of looking at news reports and getting caught up in fear and being, you know, extremely rational and all of that stuff. It's to, um, if you want to look it up on YouTube, it, he has his own Eckhart Tolle YouTube channel. Tolle, if for those of you who are new to, if you've not heard of him, T-O-L-L-E, Eckhart is E-C-K-H-A-R-T, Eckhart Tolle. He wrote The Power of Now and A New Earth. And um, he is now this whole, it's branched out into this thing apparently called Eckhart Teachings. And uh, the name of the video is called Staying Conscious in the Face of Adversity, a special message from Eckhart Tolle. It came out on the 21st of March. And it has almost a million views now in just, you know, a matter of a week. So, uh, but yes, it was really phenomenal to have this dream and then listen to Eckhart. And he's basically talking about the same thing, that this is not even like an opportunity, but it's almost like it, it demands this of us. Here people are dying, you know, thousands of people a day are dying and if that's not a wake-up call to the universe, from the universe, you know, when it gets to this point, it's definitely we're at a critical mass here. And um, this is an invitation to go deeper than the news headlines. And he said to, you know, use this uh, as experience to um, either to wake, wake up out of the mind-identified state of consciousness which is very shallow and, you know, won't get you very far. Um, you either waken up, awaken out of that or come to the realization that you're much deeper, that who you are is much deeper than you've known before. So, um, you know, we're, and that we're forced, you know, be, 
because of the anxiety, because of this created event, we're now being forced to reckon with this. And um, anyway, and then also to say too that the um, state of consciousness with which we meet this situation with coronavirus, that is the most important thing is who we're being as we meet this situation. So it's time for us to pay more attention to that. If you remember from Dr. Benai, Irma San Benai, he said about paying attention to the breath, to just become conscious of your breathing, how you breathe, shallow versus deep, intentionally creating times and practicing breathing, conscious breathing, taking time out of our day and noticing the difference in who we are and how that helps us become present, become coming into the now. So uh, these are all very vital conversations. And so the, the blessing of this adversity, if you will, is that it forces us to embrace this, this deeper, more mystical self, you know, the, the, like in my dream, the inner child, the child who feels very um, dissed by not having any, I had not been paying attention to this, this inner child of mine. And uh, so she's really showing by her actions like she's on life support. So the um i think as we as we reconnect with these deep deep aspects of ourselves this is the opportunity that is is waiting for us with these planetary lineups coming up in the next 10 days you know are they harsh yeah they are now think about it what's harsh harsh to the ego harsh to the part of ourselves that just wants to be comfortable. Think about it. However, on a mystical level, it's really a grand opportunity. But we have to really be willing to walk through that door and face, give up our uncomfortability. Sorry, give up our, (laughs) be uncomfortable and give up our clinging to an attachment to comfort it's so heavily wired that we don't even want to look at it you know it's so much easier to just kick back and you know watch netflix or whatever odd infinitum not that you shouldn't watch that it's it's just that there's it's that life out of balance and that, and that we are at this time right now that we've got to really you know keep paddling pick that paddle up if you haven't and start paddling because we're all in a class six rapids now and this is it you know this is this is it this is humanity at a crossroads but it can be the most liberating thing and it's really designed that way you know it's not like oh god is punishing us i mean do you really want to take that you know viewpoint i mean even though that that could be a very traditional religious viewpoint in in many different faiths you know like oh this is this is god angry at us but it's really a lot deeper than that and i don't 
believe, I don't feel that taking that viewpoint would really open the door to any kind of breakthrough or transcendent reality. When you realize that everything is within you, then, and you're willing to move in that direction, that's when doors open. And that's when things really start to to shift. If we're willing to break away from old patterns of thinking and really move into this, it takes rigor, it takes effort. You know, in, in, our, in the United States, you know, uh, in the, the chart of the United States, we have uh, on this Sibley chart, it's, it's Sagittarius on the rising sign, on the ascendant. So that's wealth, you know, that's a lot of bling. Material wealth, yes, spiritual wealth, but also a feeling of entitlement. That's like a, sh- a shadow side of, of and you, you've heard this, you know, if you've ever traveled, if any Americans have ever traveled abroad and, or talked to or listened to people from other cultures say, you know, what is, what are the, what's one of the main problems they have with Americans? It's this sense of entitlement that we we're enti- we feel like we're entitled to something. Well, un- that's the shadow side of having Sag on the ascendant, <laughs> you know, oh, well. Uh, right now, the 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 high side of Sag and the Ascendant is a, a boundless optimism and confidence, and uh, the ability to feel that we are, you know, this this to move into God consciousness, to move into ex- an expanded awareness, the transcendental self, and that's really what we're here to do. We have to give up any kind of feeling of entitlement we we that's not the way of evolution you know so anyway having said all that i'd like to steer this chat back to the um what's available to us the enlightenment like when uh, eckhart mentioned on his video um something about um you know enlightenment is available to us um, now, you, when I hear that word, I automatically think of Uranus, you know, because that's, that's the kind of planet of enlightenment, kundalini awakening, and all that really cool stuff. Sudden changes, but um, liberation. And for more on that, you want to go back to the, um, the podcast episode with um, Irmasan, Irmasan Benai, talking about kundalini pranayama. So Uranus in enlightenment, right? But how now, what's the path? Now, astrology is showing us, well, how do we get there? What's the path to take? Well, you look at the sign Uranus is in. As we were saying earlier, it's in Taurus. So what does Taurus rule? Materialism, bling, sensuality, uh, the physical sensate world, money, possessions, all of those things. So enlightenment would be to take a new approach to reinvent our relationship to materialism and uh, bling and things. Um, Sensuality, nothing wrong with sensuality, but it's about using it as a tool for enlightenment instead of being run by it, you see. It's different when you're, when you're using it versus being used by it, when you're at the effect of it. 
So the sense world, eating, drinking, you know, the, the lower end of this, of course, would be, you know, gluttony and just self-indulgence and decadence and, you know, all of that stuff uh, where we're so automatically wired. So, um, you know, the enlightenment would come about reinventing our relationship with that. Um, I, there's also, you know, Taurus is food too. So Uranus and Taurus would be like a disruption in how are, how are we fed or what, what is important to us? What, what things feed us? And it's time to be fed by a, a higher paradigm. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, that's where yoga and pranayama and meditation all come in because they feed our soul and they literally, there are bridges that we can build by doing these practices every day, a little bit every day. Don't let the ego fool you. You know, even if you did five minutes, if your ego's too confronted by all this, if you can just start with five minutes and work your way up. But every day, do something to build your future self. Do something, as one of my teachers used to say, do something today that your future self will thank you for. I'm going to repeat that. Do something today that your future self will thank you for. So maybe it could be learning a new method of pranayama. Um, you know, uh, the learning or reading about her, but certainly I would say less reading and more experiential. Just delve in, grab, grab your books or, uh, you know, look something up or find something online and start practicing it. And, um, you know, see, see where you go with it, journal it even see, you know, notice and journal your, your feelings and, and what comes up for you. You might start having certainly, um, some amazing insights, n- no doubt. Um, I know on a physical level, it can do absolute wonders. In terms of feeding oneself, I I will relate a a, a little story, something I remembered about 20, 22 years ago. I can still remember. I, I was doing yoga every morning, getting up early, and I would start out a little bit, and then I'd end up getting into this deep groove where I didn't want to stop, and I would go on. Sometimes it would be over an hour. It might be like two hours of asana, because you get on this high, and it's so amazing. You get into this groove, and I remember one day I did it, and it was so satisfying that when it was over, I did not feel any hunger for like eight hours. Now, I have to tell you, I love to eat. (laughs) I am like, you know, wimpy and Popeye showing my age, right? I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. I'm like, I love to eat. I'm, I, I just eat. I just, I have a high metabolism. I don't gain weight. I just, I love to eat. Well, in this, and so for me to like not have, not want to eat or have not have an appetite because I was so high on the prana, it fed me all day. I mean, that's a, that's a big deal for anybody, but especially me. And so if I could have that breakthrough, so can you. So I, I really invite you to delve in and, and play with this stuff. Have fun with it. You know, this is not heavy. Let's just have some fun because, my God, we need it. Um, But we can have fun with these breathing exercises and just see where it takes you. I know on a physical level, they can heal. 
a lot of things. I remember, you know, if you're if you're heavy into pranayama, you'll notice if you happen to like cut yourself, like let's say you're at the kitchen and you have a little, you know, little cut, you your um, the blood will clot a lot faster. The recovery uh, will be like in in sometimes half the time because the body's got so much good stuff in there. It's got so much good good vibration that um, it will literally heal the body faster. Um, the nervous system, it does wonders for the nervous system, with um, especially with um, the oxygen and all, and it, and it elevates and, and heals. So with, when we're stressed out, our kidneys, our adrenals, our nervous system gets frazzled. Well, it, it just clears and clears and provides an enormous amount of, it's like Teflon, like when you're doing yoga and pranayama, it's like getting a Teflon coating, like where you're able to withstand uh, levels of stress that normally would affect you, so you can move through the day more powerfully. Right now I'm thinking of all those wonderful, heroic nurses, doctors, and all the medical personnel that are giving so much of themselves um, I, coming home or not, maybe not being able to come home, just having to sleep in the hospital, you know, God bless you. Um, if you if do find five minutes and you want to try this, um, it will definitely calm you or pass this on to someone you know who is in the healthcare field. So let's see, um, what else did I want to mention to you? Um, yeah, these, um, the, there is, again, like, like I had discovered in the present moment, you know, staying present, um, which yoga and meditation, of course, help us to do, coming into the present. You want to remember, there's nothing to fear when we're in the present. There are no problems in the present moment. They only exist in the mind. And so um, that's something you're hearing, but, you know, my invitation is for you to experience the truth of that, not just to hear it on a podcast, but to really delve in and feel it, feel it for yourself. You know, don't believe me, just do it and you'll, you'll see. And as always, it's great hearing from you and your feedback. I'd certainly love to hear any kind of experiences or insights you've had or cool stories that we can share on the podcast of um, your adventures and delving into all these uh, various tools. So um, to shift the, re- the consciousness and the reality of what it's like being in quarantine. Um, so pretty, pretty amazing. I will say this in, in closing. Um, I know that the, the U.S. Senate and the, the government, President Trump, signed off on this $2 trillion uh, bailout you know, economic assistance thing this year, this, uh, this week. And, um, you know, certainly I had a feeling something like this was going to occur when I knew that uh, Jupiter and Pluto, or Jupiter and Pluto were coming up close to one another in the sign of Capricorn. So I had a feeling like, wow, you know, that could be that the rich get even richer, like billionaires really making good and and um, and yet, you know, y- yes, it, it turned out that people are going to get help, the, the working the working folk, the non-billionaires. But it, you've probably heard that the the um, billionaires or the, you know, the power elite, whatever, the corporate, the corporate elite and the, the corporations all got the biggest bailout in the history of the United States as a result of this. 
And um, so it was, um, you know, everything has a price. And so they definitely made out like Flint, as they would say, and uh, was very, very much benefited by this. Um, so, you know, to me, I was a little disappointed in hearing that. I can understand that this is where we're at right now in, in our society, and yet it is very radically changing. And, uh, and to also, but to what it, it spurred me to think, okay, again, don't look at the surface. Yes, they did. Yes, the, you know, there is this big bonus pop of Jupiter, the planet of abundance and an opening and expansion, you know, lined up with Pluto, which rules the treasury, you know, and, and money, other people's money in the sign of Capricorn, you know, got corporate money and uh, government money and, and all of that such such uh, things. Um, but on a, on an esoteric level, there is a big bounty waiting for us. You know, what Jupiter is the expansion of one's consciousness, and Pluto is not just physical wealth, but our own wealth, our, the wealth that comes from delving deeply into the, into the soul and into the shadow and to, to regenerate um, from the, the depths of our being. Capricorn means discipline using a disciplined, focused approach to achieve these things. So this very same transit that made Mitch McConnell smile, you know, and all of the the GOP on Capitol Hill, and it made everybody uh, happy um, with this this corporate uh, boon, um, is also assisting us... um, as well, you know, to every one of us that we can use this, the, the bounty, the real bounty is really uh, cultivating with discipline and effort these, um, this, our, our built-in toolkit, you know, we were born, everyone was born with lungs and we can breathe and create this, um, you know, doing this work, creating this new reality, and making it happen. So, and the gateway to that is through the discipline, you know, the Capricorn, Saturn, do the work, right? Saturn rewards effort, do the work, and there is a grace that's earned, but it's earned, you know, with effort. It's not just, you know, lands on our lap, just like everything else this year, you know, we, we can get ahead, we can move through this, it's just that it'll take us stepping out of the comfort zone and, and making it happen. So with that, um, I will pause for now. And again, I love hearing from you all. I think we're in 29 countries now. So thank you so much for, um, for all of your support. I'm, I'm going to just give a shout out to, to all of y'all, as we say. Um, let's see, besides the States, there's Hello UK, uh, Portugal, Japan, Australia, hello, mate, <laughs> mates, uh, Mexico, Canada, Switzerland, um, India, namaste, Denmark, um, Denmark, wait a minute, wait, I know Danish, wait a minute, hold on, uh, oh, gosh, because uh, I had a boyfriend in high school, and he was Danish, uh, let me see, he told me how to say I love you, Jai um, Elskedai, that's right, <laughs> how do you like that? I remembered. 
Macedonia, New Zealand, Ecuador, I've been there, gorgeous. Sweden, beautiful, I've been there. Uh, Belgium, haven't, but if I go, I'll stay for the chocolate. Um, (laughs) Netherlands, St. Vincent and the Grenadines in the beautiful Caribbean. Uh, Germany, fantastic. Uh, Costa Rica, Kuwait, hello. Norway, hello. Austria, Belize, Malaysia, Hungary, they're our newest one. Hello, Hungary. Uh, France, um, je t'aime, <laughs> uh, je vous aime. And uh, Argentina, Romania, Turkey, um, El Salvador. So thank you. Wow, I love you guys. You're amazing. Um, thank you so much for listening. And I will be, uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, so in the meantime, yes, let me know how you're doing. You can always drop me a line, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. Here to be of assistance. Um, hang in there. Keep paddling, right? We're in a class six rapids, everybody, all of planet Earth. Just, you know, we'll get through this. There are calm waters ahead. It may take a little while, but be patient and keep paddling. <laughs> all right. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Thank you all for listening. Namaste.